BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Straight ahead on The Insiders, she's run three times for Congress before, but lost to Dave Loebsack every time. She just finished her first session in the state Senate, but this Atumwa eye doctor says the fourth try for Congress will be different. Hear why she thinks voters want her in that position and find out how she plans to show her support for President Trump. And he is Des Moines' longest ever serving mayor, but he faces competition if he wants to keep his job longer. Frank County is here to talk property taxes, the future, and that professional soccer stadium in the city. And in the Insider's Quick Six, how family service to the country impacts one Iowan's view on the world. This is the Insider's eye doctor, business owner, military veteran, wife, mother, daughter, Department of Public Health director, and state senator. But one thing Republican Marionette Miller-Meeks has not been able to call herself, and that's Congresswoman. She's now decided to take a fourth chance to try to get to Congress in Iowa's 2nd Congressional District. All right, this is your fourth try at this, right? It is. That's a lot. It's a lot, but in things that are important, you never give up. So you keep trying, you keep fighting, and people want someone to fight for them. It seems like people have given up on Iowans, and I'm not going to give up on them. I'm not going to give up on their opportunity or their ability to achieve an American dream of their choice. When you say give up, who has given up on us? You know, if you look at Southeast Iowa, where I'm from, we have um, higher uh, unemployment, we have lower wages, people are concerned about immigration, they're concerned about USMCA, farmers are concerned about what's happening with fair trade deals. They agree with the president, but they wonder why isn't Congress passing USMCA? So there's this concern that no one's listening to their problems and addressing their issues. They're concerned about high health care costs and high drug prices, but yet you watch the Democrat debate and everyone raises their hand to get rid of their private health insurance that they've paid for, that they've invested in. So that's what I mean by people are looking for someone who's willing to go to Washington and be their voice and to fight for them. And they see someone that works hard, struggles, has hurdles just like them, but they're persevering, they're tenacious, they keep at it, they get knocked down, they get back up. That's all of us, that's all of Iowa. So what do you say to the people back home? They just elected you to the state Senate and now you're going back to them saying, actually, I want a different job. That's very tough and it's a very difficult thing because I enjoyed the work I uh, did in the state Senate. We passed some great health care policy. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be getting a legislator of the year award. Um, and so it's very difficult to give that up uh, but it wasn't something that I thought would happen. It is an opportunity that's rare. It wasn't anticipated. I did not think I would ever run for Congress again. It was hard enough to make the, um, the step to run for the state Senate and took a lot of convincing for me to do that. Uh, and I think that because of what we've done in the Senate, Senate, it gives me the courage to go on to that next step, knowing that people are looking for people with real life experience that work hard, balance a budget, solve problems, 
to go to Washington, D.C. and do the same thing to work for them. You talked about experience. Uh, another one of the Republicans running, Bobby Schilling, he does have experience. He's been a member of Congress before, back when he lived in Illinois. So does that give him a leg up? Well, I think that he has a similar uh, track record as uh, I do, and I think he's going to have to prove himself to the voters just like any other candidate would have to prove themselves to the voters. You talked about, you're talking about health care, some of the things that you've started working on in the state Senate. You also used to lead the Department of Public Health here. How do you follow this national discussion that we have right now when it comes to vaping? Is that a dangerous thing to you? How, how are you? How do you look at this? I think you have to look at it from a variety of mechanisms. One is that smoking is much more dangerous than vaping. Um, we want people to quit smoking, and there are people who have already testified in Congress that it's helped them to quit smoking. And then look at, you know, if whatever we do in regards to vaping, whether it's an age restriction, does that then um, proliferate black market items, which if you look at uh, those people who have had injuries and or deaths, uh, frequently uh, from the CDC, they were uh, black market items, they were not the traditional items that are sold, and it was THC that they were vaping. So we ha you have to look at that entire thing, continue the investigation to find out what products were used, what was in the products that were being vaped, and then if we need to do regulation, where do we go? so that if there are people who are legitimately using uh, products that have been uh, approved, the legitimate products that help them to stop smoking, of those two things, by far and away, we want people, people to quit smoking. Uh, as a Republican, from what I know about you, you believe in limited government. How do you balance, especially when you're talking about serious things like health here, what is the government's role when it comes to watching out for our health and what, what is up to us on our own to self-police? Well, that's an interesting question because one is health and then one is medical care. And so we have uh, a responsibility for our health ourselves. And that, what do I mean by that? And this goes back to being back in public health. Uh, we have a responsibility to try to eat healthy, uh, to you know balance our fruits and vegetables uh, with whatever other products we want to eat if it's meat if you're uh, not uh, vegan uh, to get exercise uh, sleeping uh, the right amount of sleep is very important smiling believe it or not um, is uh, it really does help keep the doctor away um, and then uh, uh, laughter smiling uh, dental care uh, brushing our teeth all of those things are part of things that we ourselves can do to affect our health what we can't change is our genetic makeup. Uh, and then those things that in our environment that we can change to make us healthier. The government has a role and has had a role in healthcare since World War II. Um, when through the IRS, uh, companies, uh, corporations would have a tax break if they provided health insurance for their employees. So there is a role that government plays in that. But that role provides the medical care aspect not necessarily health. So I distinguish those two things. One's medical care and medical insurance, and the other is health. So there's a dual responsibility. Uh, if you look at what happened in 2018, one of the things Democrats did successfully was come after Republicans when it came to health care, specifically protecting, mandating coverage there when for pre-existing conditions so you can't lose it because of a pre-existing condition. Is that something you will also work to keep? Well, if you would... Um so you had mentioned that I'd run before. So if you went back to any of my campaigns, you would uh, see that I've uh, long supported uh, continuing coverage for pre-existing conditions and also coverage of adults uh, on their parents' policy. So those were things that I was supportive of in the past and continue to be supportive of. 
Um, and that's one of the, gets back to the genetics. There are things uh, that you can have adopt a very healthy lifestyle, but you can't affect that outcome if you have a genetic makeup that predisposes you to certain conditions or diseases. So she is part of a 2020 Republican primary in that race. So is the president, of course. Next, whether she plans to try to get both elected next year. Iowa's second congressional district leans to the left, where registered Democrats outnumber registered Republicans by about 22,000. Now, in light of that, I asked second district Republican candidate Marionette Miller-Meeks if she will be out there campaigning to reelect Republican President Donald Trump as well as herself. I'll be out there campaigning to be the representative of Iowans in Washington, D.C. That's why I'm running. What's best for our district? What are people concerned about? And what do they need done? You know, currently we have the USMCA that needs to be passed and it's not being passed in the House. Not only would that help the country, it would help Iowa. It would help our farmers. We've heard Governor Reynolds, we've heard Senator Grassley, Senator Ernst comment upon, comment upon this issue. That's something that needs to be done. And I haven't heard that from the Democrat opponent in this race, nor have I heard it from my current representative, even though it would help our district. So when I'm running, I'm running to represent the people of Iowa. What do you do and how do you, um, how do you traverse the political divide? I think I managed that very successfully when I was in the Senate as chair of human resources. I tend to respect people. I don't question what their motivation is. I want to work with people knowing that at some point in time you may be in the minority party even though now you're in the majority, or if you're in the minority, you may soon be in the majority. The goal is to work together to bring solution to people, to answer and be their voice, whether that's in this local legislator, whether that's in the state legislator, or whether that's in the federal government. All right, to put a fine point on this, do you support Donald Trump for his re-election? I will be voting and caucusing for Donald Trump. Okay. All right, up next, Des Moines' longest-serving mayor in history hopes priorities of fixing potholes, adding parks, and improving neighborhoods can help get him another term. Frank County has served as Des Moines' mayor since 2004. No one's ever been mayor of the capital city that long, but he faces three challengers in this November's election. Des Moines' property tax rates are among the highest in the metro. Well, the mayor says the recent penny sales tax increase should help address that. I think that's part of what makes Des Moines itself, the heart of Iowa, so attractive and why now we're out in the neighborhoods with Blitz on Blight and all the other programs uh, to lift neighborhoods up. How do we do it individually? And you know, sometimes it's easier in larger districts where somebody's gonna make a significant investment in a multi-family you know, family that's gonna start generating taxes immediately. Neighborhoods, we have to sometimes do it one at a time. And so that's why we have strategies that we're putting together now to lift those neighborhoods up and, and, and give people a reason to want to invest uh, in and around Des Moines. Some areas, you know, property taxes and assessments, the taxes themselves are down, but the assessments have gone up, so they're seeing sometimes uh, an increase. There's other sections of the town where that's not true. We want to give everybody a reason to want to live in Des Moines, and when they make an investment in a house and see their equity increase, not only today, but 20 years from now. I mean, your home is your, your biggest asset. Uh, you've been a green energy guy for a while. You've talked about green energy, you talked about climate change for years. As you look at, let's just talk specifically on those bike lanes. 
How do you how do you look at how that's gone over so far with people? There's always a balance there, right? You know, the cyclists love it. Motorists don't always love it. You know, it can be confusing figuring out where you're going and all that. Obviously, sometimes the snow plows kind of knock over the, the berries that you had downtown. How do you balance um, promoting that kind of active lifestyle and maybe reducing the cars on the road, making it safe, but making it work for both the bikes and the cars? Well, and it, let's talk a little even more broadly than bikes and cars. I mean, we want to look at all ways that people move around, whether they're walking, taking public transportation, biking, uh, or other vehicles and now we're talking about scooters in addition to that but um, how do people get around and how do they safely get around and uh, um, how do we make streets safer than they were before and uh, we can use Ingersoll Avenue for instance that was a test you know we went from a four-lane street to a three-lane street with bike lanes and uh, there was a lot of pushback initially on it you know oh there won't be as much traffic you know it'll kill the business or whatever we have seen a huge reduction in accidents in personal injuries, like 50% accident reduction, up to 60% uh, reduction in personal injuries since we made that switch. And interestingly enough, the throughput on that street, I believe because it's safer, there's more traffic going up and down Ingersoll today than before. But to your point, there are those that say, oh, but those bike lanes are in the way and you know, they're." Um, you know, I'm worried about the bikers and, and, and you know, I got to watch out for them. Well, um, there are those that use bikes and want to connect from where they live to where they work and have an alternative way to get there. And, uh, you know, some do it 12 months a year. I'm not a great ice and snow bike rider. I ride most of the other times of the year, but, uh, it, you know, we have to make connections from place to work um, and by the way we have a, a plan moving forward uh, where we want to have all neighbors in the city of Des Moines everybody says we love parks you got 74 of them and uh, there's a few areas that are a little void of, of nearby parks our goal is to make sure everybody in this city is within 10 minutes of either a park or a trail so that they can relax recreate have a place to go and, uh, you know, in and near their home that uh, the city is supporting. Up next, the mayor shares why he has some reservations about putting city dollars behind that idea to build a professional soccer stadium in the city. Come and go owner Kyle Krauss wants a $60 million stadium south of MLK to bring a higher level of professional soccer to Des Moines. This level would be higher than the current Des Moines Menace team and would be the second highest pro level in the U.S. But Mayor Frank County is not so sure that he wants to commit city dollars to help with the cost. I think the concept of having a, a much higher level professional uh, soccer team in Des Moines is really exciting. We see the interest in soccer uh, from all over the country. I mean, we have youth soccer, national tournaments coming to Des Moines. And uh, um, it's, it's really interesting and exciting as we see our hotel rooms and everything else fill up. And uh, um, it makes us, and as we see more and more hotels get built uh, in and around uh, Des Moines and downtown Des Moines. And uh, it, so that's interesting. What we do about that soccer park, as excited as I get about the prospect of it, 
we've also made those promises that we talked about a few minutes ago. We talked about fixing the streets, fixing the potholes. You know, we promised to increase our pothole fix because we hear about it. We developed that app. We went from fixing 6,000 potholes a year to 16,000 potholes a year this last fiscal year. A lot of it, uh, you know, with, because of that app. But we listened. That's why I spend a lot of time out. I keep pushing, you know, let's have IT work with, with this department. I don't see us taking a lot of money out of these priorities that we have promised our cities and at this moment in time putting it into a, a soccer stadium. I, I don't believe that we're fulfilling our promise uh, to, to our citizens if we were to do that. You know, are there other options, other ways that, you know, uh, that we could help? I think we're, we're going to take a look at it, but I am not going to take our dollars that we're using to fulfill those promises to mitigate flooding, to fix the streets, to fix the potholes, mental health, library hours. I'm not taking that away. We've made promises and I'm here to keep them. Candidate Frank County, Jack Hatch, Joe Grandinette, and Chase Homer also running for the position of mayor in Des Moines this election. Up next, Iowa's biggest unmet need, how being part of military shapes your outlook on the world and a prediction. They're all ahead when Marionette Miller Meeks returns for the Insider's Quick Six. Time now for the Insider's Quick Six. Question one, what do you think the biggest unmet need in our state is that you could address as a member of Congress? Uh, making healthcare affordable, accessible, and allowing people to have choice. Question two, would you change anything in the current tax structure? In the current tax structure, tax structure, I would look at uh, being able to make it easier for families to be able to, you know, have children looking at child care uh, tax credits, earned income tax credits so that people can navigate through the system and get out of poverty. Question three. This is a deep one for you, but name a politician whose work or style or message you would emulate. Uh, Senator Tom Coburn from Oklahoma. My mom's from Oklahoma. Senator Tom Coburn, when he was in the uh, House of Representatives, he term limited himself and then said he would term limit himself in the Senate. He was very much an advocate for health care, um, health care expansion, but also for uh, mindful of government being accountable and much like Senator Grassley was a watchdog uh, for uh, waste, fraud and abuse in government. Uh, what have you learned in the military? And of course, you have a history in the military. Your husband does. Your dad did too, right? Yep, my dad was Air Force. Um, how does that guide your view on foreign policy? I think when you're in the military, you have the ability to meet with um, people of every nationality, every culture, ethnicity. Uh, sometimes you get to travel around the world, sometimes you don't. Um, but it really forces you to be able to, um, to, be able to um, improvise, uh, to, be, to not have a short timer's syndrome. And what I mean by that is that the job is never done until the day you leave. Even if you know you're gonna leave, you gotta keep working just as much as if you were there on your first day. Um, it really forces you to think about other people, how you integrate, how to work together, how to have somebody's back. Because you're, even if you have individual skills and talents, you still work together as a team and you're working together for the common good of that unit. Question five, name something you can do as a member of Congress to get more people to want to move to Iowa, which of course you have some experience there since you weren't born here, you moved here. So how do you get more people to want to do this? Well, I moved to Iowa over 30 years ago. 
and I'm still here and came from San Antonio, Texas. So if I can move to Iowa and find it to be the best place to live, work, raise a family, I'm sure I can convince other people to do the same. Our summers are much better than San Antonio. Yes, right. they are. <laughs> Finally, your prediction, what do you have? Oh, can I get two predictions? Sure. Okay, so let's see. I predict that uh, the Panthers, the Hawkeyes, and the Cyclones will all win this weekend in football. Okay. And my second prediction is going to be that the Oktoberfest parade this Saturday in Ottumwa will be the biggest Oktoberfest parade ever with the Grand Marshal Carson King. All right. We will know. Thank you. Appreciate thank the time. You. Yeah, thank travels. you. I appreciate the time. Let's stay connected throughout the week, and we will see you next week for The Insiders.